You're listening to the Sermon Podcast from House for All Sinners and Saints. We are an Evangelical Lutheran Church in America congregation in Denver, Colorado, and you can find out more about us at www.houseforall.org. Grace, peace, and mercy are yours from the triune God. Amen. So uh, yesterday, while a few of us were here at the church hanging up the lights for Advent, uh, a guy named Quentin walked into the church, and and it happens to be that he's actually here tonight, so I'm happy about that. He walked in off the street uh, wondering what we were doing, and he said that his hands were freezing from the cold, and so he wondered if there was any way that we could help. And if you don't know, we, we happen to keep a, a stash of hand warmers in a bin on the stage for this, for this very reason. Uh, if you ever need one, you can come up and get one or ask one of us. We'll pull one from the bin for you or for somebody else. <clears throat> Quentin expressed his gratitude, but then he looked up as we were, we were struggling to put the candles into the Advent wreath. Uh, it's always a little wonky at first uh, after being in storage. And he asked, what's Advent? And I responded with perhaps the most uh, uncreative, most literal response, you know, that it's the, more or less the first month before Christmas, that it's the season where we prepare for Christmas. And, and this is true. Um, Advent is that, that breathless season where we decorate our homes and frantically run around town or scour the internet for gifts. It's when our calendars fill up with cookie exchanges and office parties. It's Advent is indeed, for better or worse, one long pre-party for the big day of Christmas. It's true. So it's not that I misled Quentin when I said this, but, but when I got home, I, I started kicking myself because what I wished I had said when Quentin asked, what is Advent? What I wished I had said is that Advent is an invitation to darkness. I wish I had said that Advent is like turning out the lights so that we can learn to see in the dark. It's a chance to see in the dark. That's what Advent is. But we, we modern or postmodern or hypermodern folk or whatever you want to call us, we have an especially hard time seeing in the dark, both literally and figuratively. We don't know what to do when the lights go out. Because they hardly ever do. Whereas most of our ancestors were limited by sunrises and sunsets, we artificially extend the light, increasing our productivity, but also increasing our anxiety with darkness itself. I mean, I don't, I have a really old house that is the least smart in every way that you can imagine, but, but I hear that with smart lighting, you don't even have to turn the lights out. You can program your house so the lights are already on when you get home at night, and you can even make them dim ever so slowly as you fall asleep so that you never, ever have to really experience darkness at all. We have forgotten how to see in the dark. Darkness is something we now fear more than ever. When the lights go out, it's a crisis. Therefore, darkness becomes a metaphor for all the other stuff in our lives that we'd like to avoid, our depression and anxiety, self-loathing, our fear of those different from us, all the things that we'd rather not see. 
Darkness, unfortunately, then becomes the enemy, something to escape at all costs. Rather than what darkness is, which is the opportunity to see things in the dark, to see things differently, Advent is this opportunity to see things in the dark, things we would otherwise would not see. But this is, this is honestly hard for me. I get scared when the lights go out. Um, uh, I get scared when the electricity goes out. My partner Brian and I have been uh, renovating this house I mentioned earlier over the past few months. And there have been several days and nights when the power had to be turned off for an extended period of time. The first time it happened, I totally panicked because I had forgotten to charge my, my cell phone in advance in preparation. And so as soon as the power went out, it started to beep. And so I ran to get my iPad, um, but its battery was also flashing red. Then I went to get my, my laptop, and its battery was flashing red. I was terrified. <laughs> uh, and it's, it's pathetic, but without my phone, I felt naked and alone in a way that I work really, really hard to avoid. Because like all of us uh, who are always lassoed to our devices, I mean, I get something, I get something out of Facebook's algorithms. I get something out of Instagram and Google's algorithms. Because of those algorithms, I get to participate in what feels like a, a never-ending feedback, feedback loop where I only see and hear the things that I already know, the things that I already believe. In fact, I've even noticed myself getting tired on my own of, of this feedback loop because throughout the day I will uh, refresh my Huffington Post or CNN or Facebook app hoping that it will reveal something new about the world or something new about myself. But it almost never does. And that's because I'm looking in the wrong place. I'm looking in the light when instead I should be looking in the dark. I'm looking where the lights are already on and the places that confirm what I already think is true when instead what I need is for the lights to be turned off. What I need is for all my security blankets to be stripped away so that, I'm, so that I am forced to stumble around, to feel around in the dark. So that I'm forced for, that my pupils and my eyes are forced to open wide so that I can see in the dark. This is what Advent is for. It opens our eyes so that we can see what we could not see before. Advent awakens in us a, a new way of seeing so that we are forced to see ourselves and everything around us as it actually is in all of its fullness. In today's gospel, Jesus, he invites us to keep awake, which is the, the classic Advent refrain, keep awake. Because after all, it, it's, we don't struggle really. I mean, most days we probably don't struggle that much to keep our eyes open in the light. Our struggle is to keep our eyes open when the lights go out. And so Jesus uses this, this phrase, keep awake, because he knows that what we, knew, what we need is a new way of seeing rather than the way that we've always seen things. Just like Jesus knew that what I needed that day when the, when the power got cut off at my house was I needed a new word from my soul when, when all that I wanted 
was to go back to the mindless screen refreshing, mindless app refreshing. But that day when the power went out in my house, as I settled into my anxiety over being unplugged for just a little while, I realized that uh, eventually I realized that there was a book sitting on my nightstand. It was a book that someone had lent me, someone who is sitting in this room, um, and that it had been sitting there for months, unopened, untouched. Uh, I had looked at it. Um, In fact, every day that it sat on my nightstand, I looked at it. And every time that I saw it, I would immediately get the sick feeling in my stomach, like seeing that book felt like a reminder of all the other books I had never read like a reminder of all the things in my life I felt I should be doing, but that I wasn't. It felt like an accusation. That book book felt like a burden instead of a gift. And no matter how hard I tried when I would look at that book, I couldn't see it any other way. I couldn't see this book as anything but a burden. I couldn't see it any other way, that is, until the lights went out. Because that's what it took. It took literally the lights going out and my phone dropping dead for me to receive the grace of a new way of seeing things. To see this book that I had previously seen as a curse, now as a blessing. And so I opened it, and one of the first things I noticed were a couple lines that had been highlighted. It was uh, lent to me by an avid reader in our, com- in our congregation. And the, the first lines that I noticed were, God does not stay at a distance from us. When you catch glimpses of this truth, you become painfully aware of how asleep you've been and how most of us spend our lives acting as if the brilliant love of God does not exist. I'm going to say that last part again. How most of us spend our lives acting as if the brilliant love of God does not exist. These are the words of Serene Jones in her book, Call It Grace, but they are also the invitation of Advent. This is what we are being drawn to make out in the dark. This is what we are being drawn to see in the dark. That the love of God surrounds us on all sides, even in the dark, especially in the dark, and that all we have to do is just not close our eyes. All we have to do is allow our eyes, our pupils, to adjust so that we can see in the dark. Because God does not need us in order to show up in the world, to be seen in the world. God does a fine job of that on her own. It's we who need God so that we can show up differently, so that we can see things differently and then show up differently in our lives. We need God so that we are no longer bound by the ways that we saw things yesterday, no longer bound to only see things that we already like, bound to see things that we already know or just the things that we're already prepared for. We need a new pair of eyes in order to be free from business as usual. And that, and that new pair of eyes is the darkness that we now enter together. 
the darkness that we call Advent. For behold, God is making all things new. Welcome to Advent. Amen. You have been listening to the sermon podcast for House for All Sinners and Saints. If you like what you've been hearing and would like to support the ongoing ministry of our church, just go to our website, www.houseforall.org, and click on Give.